A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Glovers Cast. My name is Ben. How are you doing? Howdy. That's Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Lovely stuff. And Ian Perkins is with us as well. Ian Perkins, how are you, sir? I'm all right, I think. You think you're all right? Well, that's okay. <laughs> After a, um, a one-all stalemate uh, between Borehamwood and the team that I am now referring to as Drawhamwood um, at home. 1-1 one, one it finished. We're going to be trying to dissect it, trying to understand the subsequent furore. Is that a word? Furore? That is. That's a very good word. Yeah, yeah. The subsequent yeah. furore that um, occurred as a result and the post-match press conference of, uh, of, of the guys that we heard from, of all the people, and basically what it means and, and how we move on and go forward and start looking forward to a couple of very, very tricky looking away days. So um, how should we start this? Because again, Ian, as per usual, we caveat by this by saying Ian's the only one that actually watched. Dave, you listened. I did listen. I listened to Ian, in fact, and oh, Sheridan. Very yeah. nice. And I followed in play in silence on a well-known betting company's in play service. So I am I am bottom of the ladder here. If truth be told, um, where should we start? In should we start? Let's start right at the beginning. Team news comes in, and the one person we all thought we were really looking forward to seeing after a really solid performance against a good Chesterfield side was Jory Johnson. And who wasn't in the team sheet? Jory Johnson. Great start for all concerned. Um, <laughs> okay, how did you feel? Two o'clock. Just before two, stands are starting to fill up. Team sheets are being handed over and you see the snapshot of the team and you kind of figure out where everyone's playing. How does that, what's that initial feeling at, at one minute past two? Um, well, I thought, you know, I knew there was going to be a change. We knew Bevan was going to be away. And I think last week I saw, I thought Malachi Linton needed to be taken out and I thought Fisher would come back in, which happened. Um, and then, yeah, when you find out Troy Johnson picked up a knock 
the last kick of the training the the week before your or the day before sorry you kind of panic a little bit because I thought Chesterfield was the first game where we've looked properly balanced I think I think the majority of people don't think Charlie Wakefield is a wing back and you sort of you didn't fear the worst that, that's the exaggeration but you sort of just is it just a little bit of disappointment because it would have been nice to have named as close to an unchanged team as possible I know that's not you know that's not always gonna happen is it it hasn't happened once for us this season or it might have happened once but no more than once um and yeah it was a shame to not have Troy Johnson in that team but it's, I don't at the same time I don't think us missing one player who's played you know had his made his second start the week before and we've looked really good I don't think that should be like the key to a you know, a calamity or expecting a calamity, which it wasn't. It wasn't a calamity. Okay. So 201, a little bit of a, a disappointment becomes three o'clock and we're lining up and we start the game in a relatively positive light. Is it fair to say? How does, how does those opening exchanges go? We spoke last week, didn't we, about how those first 10, 15 minutes were going to be quite important. Before, before you can, hands up. I, sorry, I put my hand up. Yeah, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't see that to, to, to speak because I figured that question wasn't for me. But before we, we do, what formation did we line up in? Because I've seen a lot of talk about it being four at the back. It, wasn't, it didn't sound. It wasn't four at the back. No. They warmed up with. They warmed up with um, Williams, Williams, Staunton, and Ben Richards, Everton, and then Charlie Wakefield on the right and. Jamie record on the left. Okay, I they warmed up the, with that. Yeah, I think the way uh, you know when they like throw the balls up for them to head and stuff like that in a back line, they did that. I think perhaps Jamie record was a little bit further back than Charlie Wakefield at points, but it was definitely three centre backs. Morgan Williams was maybe covering over on that right hand side a little bit more um, to allow Charlie Wakefield to push forward, especially in the second half but it was it was three center backs it was three center backs i think we know this system can be a little bit fluid and i think morgan williams probably did spend a fair bit of time at right back rather than center back but i think the way that the, for me to me the way they lined up it was a 352 or a you know 532 right okay that's that settled you can answer Ben's question. I mean, that's is that, do you know what I mean? Like, is that part of the problem with the whole thing in the first place? Yeah, is like, you have to ask. I'm seeing I'm seeing the formation one way, and I think a lot lot of people are seeing it that way. Then other people are seeing it a totally different way. Maybe Charlie Wakefield thinks he's playing right midfield, and we all think he's playing a different position. But maybe he doesn't yeah. Okay. okay, what was Ben's question? The opening, the opening. Yeah. How did we start? Was, I thought that was, was going to be important. It was quite slow. I mean, we we talked about it on Thursday, didn't we? And said mm. start quick. They concede early. It was actually quite a slow start from both teams. Really, there was a lot of lumping it long, hoping for something to land. I mean, it wasn't until I think just before the quarter of an hour mark that we had a we kind of clocked that their back three, who were all massive, all giants, were actually all really slow as well. Um, 
I think the first chance came from um, a ball over the top, which Sam Pearson chased onto. And he was actually followed by Jack Payne, who managed to overtake all of the chasing back defenders to get a attack to stay on top of Sam Pearson because none of them were getting near to him. So we kind of, that was the first sort of, if we can get him behind um, when they're sort of pushing on, perhaps we will get something. And then that was kind of the tactic then. It's like try and find a bit of space in behind. Um, I think there was another chance for Pearson where the ball sort of came over the top and he tried to loop it over Ashmore, who saved. That wasn't the first save he made, and it certainly wasn't the last save he made. Um, and then, yeah, I think the, the the biggest chance was for Jimmy Torre in that first half where he sort of just runs the entire length of the um, of the Boreham Wood half after a through ball. And I thought... He just, if he opens his body up, you're thinking, you know how Omri used to just open his body up and bend it into the corner? It's always Arsenal with you, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's the only one I can think of who always finished in that certain way. He was coming in from the left-hand side, slightly at an angle. He's got to bend it around that corner, but he tries to be a bit silky. I don't know if he had too much time to think about what he wanted to do, but um, it was a great save from Ashmore. He sort of threw himself down and clawed it away like massive bear paws and he had to do it again as well and yeah it was it was a good save but yeah it was kind of a slow start and it wasn't till Diath went off to treatment on a bloody nose that they sort of managed to play against 10 men which we can't do and really worked us and got some shots at goal it was opening up nicely on the edge of the box which was kind of the prelude to their equaliser um but yeah a pretty slow start and then yeah a bit of back and forth until sort of the five minutes from half time and stoppage time where it was a bit crazy okay good let's talk about those five minutes then alex fisher 39 minutes someone fed the fish jimmy tory fed the fish nathan ashmore I think Nathan Ashmore fed the fish because Jimmy Torre takes this shot and it's a decent, it's, you know, it's a decent effort. It's hopeful rather than anything. He was a and long think, way out with that shot, yeah, wasn't he? It was, yeah. And I think it was a, to me, it was quite a routine save. I think you see some of the saves that he made before and after that one. It felt like he probably could have held on to. I don't know if it just skidded up in front of him or maybe his gloves were a bit wet. I don't know, but he couldn't hold on to it. And Alex Fisher was there on the spot just to take advantage of the defence not reacting. And it was a good finish. I think he took it first time as well. And was it with his left foot or his right foot? He might have been with his weaker foot um, into the roof of the net. So good goal on the spot. But as the story has been so many times this season, it was, oh, we need to hold on now. Mm. And... (laughs) Like, I don't know. As if soon as you two it, said that, I thought to myself, that's that's just not going to happen now, is it? Now you've said it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, so it's our fault. Nah. But th- that did happen in the end. But it was largely like, if it's in our psyche that this is going to happen, this is going to happen, we need to make sure it doesn't happen. Like, it feels like for the players, it must be, oh, this is, <laughs> let's not let this happen. But there was a bit of fortune in the way that they scored. Worthington slides in and it's 
one of those where I think he's anticipating a Boreham Wood player to kind of be there. It's like a 50-50 tackle. The Boreham Wood player's not there. So the way Worthington kicks it, it goes through to one of their players, opens up on the edge of the box. And it's another one, not like the Scunthorpe goal, where we just let them run and smash it in the top corner. But there was so much space to sort of pick your spot um, from the edge of the box. And it was a good finish, but you want someone there. And I think when you've got, I don't know, when you've got three centre-backs, you kind of figure someone's going to be there. I think Worthy got caught out maybe. Diaf, I, I can't remember the pattern of play, but oh, it was just frustrating. And you could see there was Alex Fisher was shouting at someone. Josh Staunton was shouting at someone. There were, you know, fingers being pointed, evident frustration and heads down. And, you know, it was sort of mirrored on what was happening on the pitch was mirrored in the stands because everyone was just really frustrated by it. There was a smattering of booze at half time. I think more out of frustration than anything else. But uh yes, it was it was it was annoying. It was predict it was like is annoying because it was predictable. Um and I don't I know like, how we stop it. I feel like I've heard that that noise a few times this season. That ugh noise. Yeah. I'm getting a bit sick of it. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm not being rude here by the way. I'm watching the highlights because they've just pinged on YouTube. So I'm watching the highlights now and I've just seen their goal and oh. <laughs> that's yeah. the noise I just made. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? He does have too much room on the edge of the box. It's like Jimmy Torrey yeah. figures out that he's meant to be sort of closing down on the edge of the box just as the guy strikes the ball. So, but you're right. There was a few cracking chances that Jimmy Torrey one-on-one. I think or, he should have scored. I think, I think he should have scored. I think he's got to be doing better than that. He needs to make a more... Oh, it's so easy that it's so easy to say and just to slag someone <laughs> off, isn't it? You're not doing it yourself, but do you see what I mean about the Omri finish, though? Yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. He either needs to he either needs to make an earlier shot, Omri esque, or yeah. make a f- more definitive move to get round Ashmore. Yeah. He keeps the ball too close to Ashmore. It's very good goalkeeping. Take nothing away from Ashmore, but yeah, I, to be honest, I thought he'd got round him, but he somehow gets his arm there. It was yeah. It was a good save. But, I mean, the second half, I mean, the second half, we had loads of opportunities. Nothing. There were a few sort of... I don't know if they were massively clear-cut chances. Lawson Diaz had a great effort from distance, which was tipped over the bar. Um, Sam Pearson had a shot, but it was all a bit bit of refereeing carnage. Someone was offside. I don't know when. Um Fisher had a header that was well saved. And then we we brought on Scrim and Mao. And then we started getting the ball wide and putting crosses in. And it was a bit like, why are we putting crosses in now? We've taken Fisher off, who's our tallest striker, and Scrimshaw's not tall. And um Linton's pro- Linton is physical, but he's probably not gonna win many aerial duels, especially against three nine foot centre backs. Nine foot. Nice. <laughs> um and we just uh, we just couldn't break them down. It was all a bit all a bit half chancy, you know. Ben Richards Everton had a couple of swung his leg at a couple of efforts from the edge of the box, um, which were well said one went wide, one was saved. Uh yeah, there was 
we probably should have got something though. I think Fisher had Fisher's header was probably the best chance where a cross comes in from the right hand side and he heads it towards goal and it's a bit too close to Ashmore. He manages to hold on to it, but we did more than enough to win it. And I think that's what their manager said after mm. the game as well. But you know, ultimately it comes down to not being able to hold that lead. And we're sort of becoming a team that I know the one game we won, we managed to hang on to that lead by the skin of our teeth, but we're sort of becoming a team that needs to score two. A bit like last season, and we're not capable of scoring two at the moment. Okay. There's a couple of bits I want to pick up there. Because... Although we did last week. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, and, and Chesterfield and Altrium. And I think I think the point I think the point you're without trying to tell you what point you're trying to make. But it's not about scoring two. It's about going two up. It's about giving you wiggle room. Yeah. Something to hold on to rather than knowing that one goal changes everything. Um, yeah. Okay, so the, the points I want to pick up on, there's two points. Um, I want to break rule one and I want to talk about the substitutions. Rule one, the referee, because I spoke to somebody who says he was shambolic, to be fair. Dion Kelly Evans, we need to talk about on the podcast. Why do I need to talk about Dion Kelly Evans, Ian Perkins? <laughs> So there was a bit of there was a bit of shenanigans. I don't know if he shenanigans. I don't know if Tory what Torre went into him. Basically, we were taking a throw. When, Leon Kelly, when, is this? when is this? Early, late, late, second late. half. Okay. Not sure how much time there was left. Um he goes down. I mean, when 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 did he get booked? Because he got booked. <laughs> 77 minutes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so he got booked after, but he um goes down. With a, he's sort of claiming someone's run in front of him and got caught him in the face, really. Okay. So he goes down and holds his, he's down on the floor holding his face, trying to buy a bit of time more than anything. So the referee saying he's got a head injury, waves on the physio. Then the players are like, no, don't bring the physio on, trying to send him back. And Kelly sort of, Kelly Evans sort of gets up and, you know, tries to carry on. But the referee's like, no, the physio's coming on. <laughs> this went on for about a minute. It felt like forever. It's probably about a minute where the physio's like halfway on the pitch, off the pitch, back on the pitch. And eventually, you know, he comes over. Kelly Evans walks over to the side of the pitch. They wipe his face with a bit of tissue or whatever and go to let him you know, walk him down to the halfway line to bring him back on. And play goes on for a good minute, maybe more, with Kelly Evans on the side of the pitch. He just runs on because the referee sort of points at him. He didn't point at it. It wasn't like an obvious point and then waving him on. So he just comes on anyway. And then the referee <laughs> stops the play, books him, tells him to get off the side of the pitch, and then they play on for a little bit more before they bring him on. And he just lost control at that it felt like that was the turning point i've never seen anything like it it's one of those things that uh, another one of those at hewish park file it under a drone hovering above the pitch or you know <laughs> lee johnson scoring an indirect free kick and then the other team having to walk up the other end and put it in like it's one of those weird moments that i don't think i've ever seen shambolic um, is that a fair word for the <laughs> it was shambolic that was shambolic and it felt like Scrimshaw and Linton, they were waiting on the pitch for about 10 minutes, on the side of the pitch for about 10 minutes. I'm sure when I looked at the clock, 
it was the 61st-ish minute when they were sort of on the side waiting to come on and it just never happened. I don't know if it was down to us, you know, when they take set pieces or whatever and they say don't bring anyone on on a set piece and this type of thing. Um, 61st, an hour. They didn't come on until 80. They came on, yeah, I know. 79 they came on, didn't they? Or around that sort of time. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it, I'm sure they were stood on the pitch. It felt like an age that they were on the pitch. Meanwhile, all this Dion Kelly Evans stuff is going on. And then he only adds four minutes of stoppage time on the end, which was <laughs> felt really short because there'd been, I mean, a lot of the head injuries in the first half. All of our midfielders got busted noses yesterday. Worthy, Diaz <laughs> and Pearson. At one point, Pearson came on with two bits of tissue, tissue stuck up in, in both nostrils. I was like, how, how can you play with those in? Um, but yeah, he, he was... Yeah, he, he lost lost it towards the end, did, did our referee. He was apparently a good mate of Darren Siles. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Who was it? Referee is a good mate of a manager in that division. What was his name? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> He's website. denying all, all, all <laughs> knowledge now. Scott but Jackson. When... Oh, we get him a lot. He did, i tell you when I remember seeing his name, he did the Somerset Premier Cup final last year. Only you would remember the referee oh. from the Somerset Premier Cup final last year. So bad, isn't it? He, <laughs> did, our, he did our 3-0 away game at Stockport last season where he sent their lad off. He sent off two people. He sent off... He was the one that sent off Grant Smith and... He sent off Grant Smith after the game at Torquay. Mm. He's that guy. likes to make it all about himself. And he did the one all against Weymouth and he sent someone off there as well. I think we can be pretty grateful that ended 11 v 11. <laughs> yeah, there was... And I don't know. So I was thinking about this. I, I don't think Boreham Wood were playing particularly over the line at all. But when three of your players go off with like needing treatment because they've been smashed in the face for something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I sort of think, what's what's going on here? Like, and I know, so Bournemouth had some big players, and you know, Sam Pearson was definitely below the elbow of their centre backs, so he's you know bound to get hit in the face at some point the way he plays. But yeah, it just something sort of to me was a bit like this is a bit. It's got to be more than a coincidence, three players going off with that type of injury. At one point, Matt Worthington just wandered off, let the physios, left the physios behind and wandered over to the side of the pitch waiting to come back on again. And I, Matt Worthington had, a, I think, had a, quite a good game yesterday. He, he looked like he wanted to make things happen. He was probably the most frustrated-looking player out there. There was a couple of points where he picked up the ball and... He was just annoyed that he had to pass it backwards to the defence because there was no one in front of him. Jimmy Torre did a couple of twists and turns and instead of looking up to the edge of the box to find a pass, he decided to cut back inside again and that was no good and Worthy had a go at him because he was right on the edge of the box for a decent opportunity to shoot. Um, yeah, I thought Worthy had a good, good game yesterday. Lots of running, kept the ball nicely, but... Yeah, there was lots of frustrations to be had, I think. I am sick to death of that word. <laughs> I am genuine. Every, everyone said it. Everyone said it. And there's no one at fault for it because it's absolutely the right word. 
but I'm sick of hearing it. This whole season has been a season of it, and I'm sick to death of it. The other question I wanted to ask, the other thing I wanted to pick up on there was the substitutions, because I noted that actually we had views on the bench again, and we mm-hmm. only used two. And now I was going to ask, why did we use them so late? You've already explained they were sat there for 20 minutes waiting to come on. Um, was there a third substitution to be made at some point? Was it going to, was Krask or Hunt going to be a, a an option at any point during that game? And, you know, have we paid the price for having views on the bench as opposed to a another option? So at one, at one point, Krask was sort of looked like he was going to come on. I think probably for Diaz, but then we had a free kick to defend and they just decided to leave Lawson on mm-hmm. and see it out. So Buse was on the bench because Grant Smith has been ill all week. Oh. And no. was touch and go as to whether he was even going to play. So it was kind of a just-in-case situation. Abuse was certainly put through his paces a lot more in the warm-up than he would normally be. So I think they were, yeah, it was definitely like a precautionary substitute just in case Grant Smith didn't see it out. And now you know, people. And now you know. There you go. Lovely. Well, there you go. You've answered my questions. Thank you very much, sir. Dave, feel free to interrogate next. (laughs) (laughs) Interrogate? Yeah. I have, uh, yeah, I've nothing more to ask really about what um about what was happening i mean they, yeah that's <laughs> the only noise that i can the only <laughs> noise i can noise. always think to make um i mean it's weird isn't it that a tool a draw against chesterfield who were, were top of the league is considered a good result and a draw against boreham wood who've got the second best away record in the division is considered not a good result uh, and that's what I'm having trouble reconciling. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really hard because obviously we want to. I think it's just because we want to win a game, you know. Yeah, we just want to get a win. And I think off the back of Chesterfield, we played so well, and I don't think we played badly yesterday. We didn't play badly at all. We deserve to win, mm. but it just. I think that's where the biggest sort of sigh comes from is that we should have won and we didn't win. And, you know, in the reality, we could have had six points from these last two games because we've been good enough to get it. And while it feels like we're really close, I keep saying we're not a million miles away, at the same time, it feels like we're, <laughs> we're a million we're miles a million away. Miles away yeah. Because all, a lot of our opportunities more luck than judgment it feels like you know Fisher's goal yesterday was because the keeper spilled it we played some good stuff we played some really good stuff against Chesterfield I just think in the yeah maybe it's like recency bias of what I've seen yesterday but yeah there's I don't know we feel close but at the same time we feel far away sorry I was just gonna say do you think that there's some part of that is also because this podcast is very quickly becoming a copy and paste of about four or five others that we've already done this season. It's not just the fact that we drew against Boreham Wood and we're all a bit meh about it. The fact that we drew against Boreham Wood 
we needed to get a better result against Boring Wood because of what happened against York, because we couldn't see it out against Orchard, because we threw away the first hour and a half at Scunthorpe. We couldn't hold on. We couldn't go and benefit from a good performance against Wreck because of everything that's gone before it. This is feeling worse. Can I add to that and say that this podcast, not that we've been doing it for the last decade, but with the exception of one season, um, arguably the first season back in the uh, in the non-league, this is the same feeling we've been having since we came out of the championship. Is it not? Can't really argue. The, 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 feel, the feeling of, oh, well... We'll, we'll 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 get it right. We'll get it get it get it till Christmas. We'll um we'll give it till Christmas to get it right. And then after Christmas, it's like oh well, still not quite right. <laughs> so now uh, I tell you what, let's is right of this season, and we'll go to next season. It feels like we've done that basically every year, with the possible exception of that one, which got obviously canned halfway through the second half of the season, didn't it? Because of because of COVID feels like we've done that every year it's 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 cut and paste over a decade it's not cut and paste over the last couple of seasons or anything it's 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 the same um and at the risk of sounding like um making off the field things bringing off the field things into the conversation about on the field thing it goes back to what we what we were saying before nothing changes to everything changes and the, the whole culture ethos culture exactly yeah yeah we got away with having a non-league mentality as a football league team because we had an excellent manager in Gary Johnson over two over two spells and uh, you know you can you can throw Skivo in there who did fantastically well to keep us in uh, in league one as well now we're a non-league team in the non-league and listening to what watching that Wrexham documentary and I think I've said this before but we're the new Wrexham but we but I, I can't see anybody riding in multi-millionaires coming to pump money into us we are a club that's been in the league which is just looks like we're just going to rot in the non-league and just uh, maybe maybe not go down like Stockport did or York City have done but we just feel like we're just stagnant and there's nothing that's um going to pull us out of it. Sorry, that was a bit depressing, wasn't <laughs> it? That's cheerful. I but do, yeah. I do. Quick, someone, what about crumpets? <laughs> <laughs> I do, uh, I do know what you mean, Dave. I have this, and you know, 10 games in, right. you look at the table, we've got nine points, the bottom four have got eight points, so we're only a point above <laughs> safety. And I know there's a long way to go and people say you need to give it time, but I don't know where I stand at there. And I know I said, I want to see how things are after Dawkins and the performance wise, but you can't just keep saying, no. wait and see, wait and see, because that's what you will end up. We're circling the drain, you know, <laughs> how long, how, you know, how long do you give, give it, you know, do we need to go and win the next two games four nil? Probably not, but we need to have a certain level of performance that puts teams away. And I think, I don't know what the next, I know what the next three games are, but after that into October, like well into October, what are our next games and what? Well, when you look at it, because we've got, so we've got Southend away, Dorking away, Solly all at home. Yeah. 
And then, but then after that, we've got Oldham Athletic away on the 22nd of October. Then we're home to Aldershot, we're away at Maidstone. And then first, so that's October. So our October is Southend away, Dorking away, Solihull at home, Oldham away, Aldershot at home, Maidstone away. Now, when you look at those, there are, there are definitely points to be had there. They're, they're, they're teams that are in the lower reaches of the table. With the exception of Solial, I think every one of those teams that we're playing is in the bottom half of the table. So, to me... Win this them is all. The thing. Well, well no, no, but I'm saying there's, there's a part of me that wants to say, let's give it October. Let's give it October and see where Wake we are. Wake me up yeah. <laughs> when October ends. Ben was, uh, yeah, the face Ben was pulling when he was singing. That was quite disturbing, I have to say. But, um, <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, so, yeah, wake Ben up when October ends, okay. No. But then, then we're at the start of November. And if it's not come off then, what do we do then? Then we say... All right, okay. Now it's time to change everything. Too late by then, isn't it? Too late to do anything this season, really, because you'll have a new manager come in, and unless they can do something, that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? It feels like we've saying that word. Well, it feels like <laughs> we've got we've got the players there. I genuinely believe we've got the players there. It, it, I watched England on uh, on, fr- on Friday night, and it's got that Gareth Southgate feel to it that you can see the players are there, but you're playing. Bukayo Sacco. I'm going to use an Arsenal point here now. Arsenal's number one right, oh, right winger. Arsenal. Always really Arsenal. Um, and you're playing him left wing back. Charlie Wakefield, our most creative player down the right side, you're playing him right wing back. Okay, so you can say he can get forward, but you're still asking him to do something that, you know, uh, I know Chris Hargreaves has said he's a good player and he can play in multiple positions. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but why not play him in the, you know, in the position where he's <laughs> he's the strongest? I'm just. Uh, it's so I can sense your annoying. exasperation, Dave. Exasperation. That's it. Please. I'm not going to use the F word. Please tell me you've also just googled the word frustrating synonym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You no. Can have yeah. Infuriate. You can have vexation. Yeah, you can definitely be vexed by <laughs> vexed. what's going on. Uh, discouraged, disheartened, dispirited, depressed, dissatisfied. Aggravated? Are you hacked off? Are you? Are you hacked off? Uh, are you? Are you narked? Um, <laughs> you know, I've never watched the film Groundhog Day. I've never, I've never seen it. Obviously, you know the premise of what it is. Chris Hargreaves' post-match press conferences are Groundhog Day. What's he, okay. he says the same thing every day. It's, it's so frustrating. We need to kill teams off. We've had words with each other. Uh, in the dressing room, we'll work really hard in training, um, and we'll, we'll we'll try and set it right for for Southend. And I know, don't get me wrong, I'm not. I, I, what's the bloke going to say other than that? He's not going to come out and say, "Well, that was a load of whatever." Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not going. He's not going to come out and say that, is he? Because it wasn't, was it? It no. was just. Don't say it. It's just that noise. That noise. Is, <laughs> that's what it is. Is okay, that in your synonyms? Nearly. Let's let's talk about um, Neil Buchanan's post-match press conference because I thought it was who, who's Neil Buchanan. Sorry, the, the, he, the attack guy. Sorry, they're, they're both just very good at drawing. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Luke Garrard. No, they're good at drawing. Oh, good at ben. art attack. 
Neil Buchanan, good at drawing. Chris Hargreaves, Yeovertown, oh. good at drawing. Sorry, I totally... The joke wasn't good enough, Bennett. As the jo- the it joke was, was, yeah, the joke was, the yeah. joke was bloody brilliant is what it was. You two need to buck your ideas up. <laughs> I mean, I know who Neil Buchanan is. but right. I, I had no idea who Neil Buchanan was. I've, I've, had that, I've had that in my head all day. I'm going to make a Neil Buchanan gag. Right. Both good at drawing. We've drawn six out of... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> useless. I am wasted around here. I didn't know Neil Buchanan was a football manager. He's not. He's an artist. <laughs> right. Ben's got are you feeling frustrated Ben? no I am someone's got my back up <laughs> I am bugged I can sense myth. resentment oh nice okay okay yeah oh, you right, two are just reading out you know, this is like the Tom Jones thing over again isn't it well, I have no idea what was going on <laughs> oh dear it right. was interesting to hear Neil slash Chris <laughs> you, and you are right, Dave. It is it is the same things we heard, and it's the same. I don't know. I don't know how to put it because you are right. He's saying exactly the right things, the things I want to hear. Um, it's kind of the point you made on Friday's podcast, wasn't it? It's uh, like you're yeah. bored of hearing the same answers over and over again. Yeah, even though they're the right questions to ask. Yeah, yeah, they're the right questions, the right topics, they're the right things to talk about. But oh my With god. Without a doubt. Without <laughs> a doubt. No doubt about it. Well, okay. We've, there, was um... a great, there was a great pre-match Hargreavesism. Oh, okay. um, I can't remember who he was talking about. It was someone has worked their absolute socks off. Oh. oh. Not just socks off. Absolute socks off. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of socks to be working <laughs> off, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, I, I did at, uh, at six o'clock uh, on Saturday evening. I put a little snap poll out on the um, on <laughs> on our, our on our Twitter, and the snap was, poll. Hang on, what, hang on. What is, was that a snap? Well, okay, that was. Oh, I was trying. I was trying to be snappy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the snap poll was called "Your View After 10. Not a clock. Um, <laughs> 10 games into Yelvertown's new, uh, new season and Chris Hargreaves spelled as manager. Tell us how you would summarise your feelings on the season so far. And the options that I gave were A, simply not good enough. B, is too soon to judge. And, three, uh, and C, and three, three C, uh, so far so good. Simply not good enough. Is too soon to judge. So far so good. How much do you reckon simply not good enough got percentage-wise? Give me a percentage. 63. Ben Barrett? Go uh, slightly higher, 68. Ian nearly had it. 62%. 62% simply not good enough. 34% is too soon to judge. And 4% so far so good. <laughs> You're right. I can only Weymouth imagine. Fans. Yeah, Weymouth fans. Yeah. And... Uh, Maybe Mrs. Hargreaves in there as well. So, um, yeah. What, what what was the sample size, Dave? Uh, 199 people. That's not bad. That's all right. 10%-ish. 10% of a crowd, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, yeah, that's... What did you react- two vote? But Ben didn't vote. No, I did. I ummed and ahed. I really did um and ahed because um, I haven't seen a lot of us in this run. The last time I saw us, we were very, very good. Um, 
<laughs> Barnet. <laughs> Barnet. It was a while ago. Barnet. Um, what did Altrin and Marsh oh, No, you saw Altrin, didn't you? Altrin, well. yeah. And I thought uh, that was that was exasperating. <laughs> Maybe the first sense <laughs> of exasperation this season. Um, but I kind of, I felt really positive at that point. And then we backed it up with a win against Dagen. And I kind of went, okay, here we go. Brilliant. This is everything I thought we were going to have. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we went, took a trip to Ikea and picked up a lot of drawers. Um, I, uh-huh. I, I know, because I know that, you know, we, we're going to be talking about how early is too early to start writing things off. I am earmarked, maybe kind of almost certainly for Oldham. And I think that might be my cutoff. If things haven't got better, if results haven't, if performances haven't. I think Oldham, after Solihull? Yeah, they're actually after 22nd of, of October. There is a gap there. Is that our FA Cup gap? The FA Cup, oh, FA yeah, Cup, FA be, Trophy. Yeah. It's eight, no, eight the FA the, Cup. So eighth yeah. of the tenth to the twenty second of the tenth is a big gap. Mm-hmm. So there is one other game in there. So for me, if that Oldham game is 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 my cut off point before I make a call as to whether or not he should stay or go. And we will have to either stick with him for the rest of the season and support him in January or support him with with additional uh, resources, or we have to make the change because you're right, Dave. By the time we hit November. We're done. Season's over in January. If there's a touch of the South Gates here, does that mean we're going to get to the FA Cup final and lose it on penalties? <laughs> no, that's the thing, isn't it? Garrett, with Gareth Southgate, you can say he's got to a World Cup semi-final. <laughs> Guarantee you're not going to win a trophy, uh, <laughs> but you're going to get close. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's where I sit. So I, I think I voted too soon to judge, but that was a me personal thing because I've earmarked Oldham in the future. So if you reran the snap poll in Oldham, after Oldham, I would vote one way or the other. In or out. Shaking it all about. Did you vote in? I voted it's not good enough. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you know what? I reckon Chris Argreaves would vote that he's not good enough as well because I I think he... And, and I don't, I don't think there's anybody at the club who would honestly say that being one point off the relegation zone after ten games is good enough for us, because they didn't. No, it's stating the obvious, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I don't, I, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and you know, a big, a big chunk of that is too soon to tell. So maybe you know, we kind of need to have that sort of reflection don't we you know how we're at the start of a process aren't we are we with a is there a hands tied behind the back situation again I mean the manager's been given x five figure fees to sign someone from Stratford um Scrimshaw it seems we've paid money for Scrimshaw there's can we say that he's not been backed I think he has, he has yeah. been back. He's in that's not just in terms of who he's signed, but who he's kept. Obviously, we yeah. don't know what our playing budget is, but we're signing a lot of youth. Max Hunt was the oldest player on our bench yesterday, and he's twenty three. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair who's going to who's going to come on and 
can I can I ask a question about Scrimshaw? Because I I only saw him briefly at the end when he came on against the Wil- Wilson game. Why do you think it is that he's not being given a chance? I've got no idea. No, I've got no idea. He, I don't know. He looks kind of sharp. He he's he's a nippy forward. I think he he looks to me like he's a type of player who will probably find himself in the right place at the right time. But yeah. he's coming on. You know, he only had ten minutes to chase things down. He's not the tallest, and we started putting crosses in. I think he had a a couple of unlucky sort of bounces but no real chances to get a shot at goal. And I imagine he's probably quite frustrated coming in. You know, he was quite, seemed to be quite a... Well thought of. Yeah, well thought of signing. We sort of mooted it as, a, you know, this is a good get for us. Two-year yeah. deal and not being given a fair... You think he deserves to... a fair crack. think he deserves to start again? In place of, what was it, Fisher and Toure? Would you drop either I of them? Don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> because, you know, Fisher scored the fence, yesterday. Perkins, come on. Fisher, Fisher scored yesterday. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jimmy Torres played really well in the last couple of games. Yeah. I think Jimmy... <laughs> I keep calling him Maverick. I think Maverick is a synonym for sometimes he's good, sometimes, sometimes he's shit. He's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I, what I mean when I say that. I is that, he, is that is that in synonyms.com, is it? <laughs> I think he's been, you know, against Chesterfield, he was unplayable, but then he shows moments where he takes too many touches, doesn't get his head up. It kind of, you know, it's one way or the other with him. Um, but there's no one else in our team that's like him. I don't think there's anyone because he's, you know, he's big, he's physical. There's no one else who can do what he does in that team. Mm-hmm who can pick up the ball on the halfway line and carry it um, at pace. But he is, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's the players. I do, we keep harping on about a back three and I know it can be fluid, but I feel like our midfield gets so overrun at points. And it didn't against Chesterfield and maybe that was because we had Troy Johnson there, who looked a bit more comfortable coming inside. He's a bit more technical, even than Charlie Wakefield. Charlie Wakefield's very much knock it down the line and run with it, whereas Troy Johnson was able to, you know, come inside, play some little passes, and was quite intricate with um, how he played. I'm not sure Charlie Wakefield's able to do that as such. Um, but when Worthy gets his fifth yellow card, which is inevitable, mm-hmm. and when Jamie Record, who's on four bookings, gets his fifth yellow card, it's inevitable. It's who's who's going to play left wing back? Morgan Williams. Yeah, because there's no other left footers in the team, other than Ben Richards Everton, who's not a wing back. And then who's going to play centre midfield? Sam Perry, and you know. With all due respect to Sam Perry, he's not Matt Worthington. I just think we're woefully short in the middle of midfield. Crass can come in, but we've only seen Crass for 10 minutes. Imagine we start him and he gets murdered against Solihull or has a shocker against Dorking because it sounds like it's a really horrible place to play. And <laughs> what that does for his com- confidence. 
Oh, dear, Ian. It doesn't sound <laughs> good, does it? I need a weekend. I need two games off. So that's that's good. I've got two oh. games off. Yeah. Take take <laughs> take the next two. We're away. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for the next two. I'm going. I'm doing both. I'm all right. I'll just wait till all of them. Thanks, so. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh yeah. He's... <laughs> And again, we're we're moaning after drawing with fourth, they fourth place. I know, yeah, and, and um, drawing against top of the league. But I think it's because we've, because of the context of everything that's gone before it, we've been, we haven't been promised stuff. I don't think we haven't been promised stuff. But you know, we're going to build a team that's going to, you know, we want to get out of the league. It's like, yeah, we want to get out of the league, but is signing a bunch of under twenty threes from. And they're not playing. Going to be going to do that, you know? I I don't know. I don't know. Who's running a football club? We do want to get out of the league, but not at that end. (laughs) Other end, Uh, though. What's um, on the subject of players that we've signed? Was Will Dawes there? Yeah. Sure, I saw someone mention he was there. Yeah, he he was. Him and Sam Perry were doing the sort of a bit of a warm up before all the players came out. So they were out there to do a bit of bit of running around and what was there any suggestion as to why he might not be playing? I know um in a press conference the other week, I think Sheridan yeah. had asked him and he said what was it? He said this was when he said about needing to get out and get games. Yeah, he? other than yeah, other than that, we've not heard anything. Mm. Okay. But he's a winger, isn't he? He is a winger, yeah. <laughs> we don't, yeah, play, we don't play with wingers, so no. I don't know. Wing the, back. The, the recruitment feels oh, it just doesn't feel quite right. Like I wonder, you know, hypothetically, if a manager was, I know we listed a four three three the other day, but if a manager was to come in and think, what am I going to do with this? He'd think, I haven't got two left backs. I've got one right back and half a right back in Morgan Williams if you wanted to change things up. I've got about eight centre backs. <laughs> oh, two centre midfielders. Um I don't know. And again though, when you list them all, you probably think there's a decent there's probably a couple of decent four three threes there. You, you yeah. might not have a backup left back, but <laughs> well actually we do. He's currently getting rave reviews at Truro, by the way. So Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bring back the the two. I noticed it. it we your loan watches, Ben, haven't used the uh, the pun the two Ollies in there at all, have you? Is that because you insist on Hulbert being called Olivier? Well, that's his name. Oh, okay. The two Ollies. There's got to be something in there about the two Ollies. Anyway, okay. Well, this is cheerful, lads. I'm really, I'm really. I'm this is this is not the therapy session I was hoping for. No. <laughs> what are you eat in bed? I have just, I've just taken a delivery of uh, Korean fried chicken burger and chips, and I'm not going to lie, thoroughly underwhelming. All oh, right. Mm. I thought you were going to be positive about no, that. I'm really not feeling it. The pictures. <laughs> are, you, are you frustrated about your uh, takeaway? Excuse me. He hacked off. About Thank you. you. <laughs> um, yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah. I, I feel about this burger. How I feel about Yeovil Town Football Club because I saw it on Uber Eats. Looks oh. amazing. It's like a big double stack job. There's some chicken. There's all kinds of flavors on the go. Some chips. And what I've got 
is what can only be described as a five-figure loan from Stratford Town. And I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm underwhelmed. Will Dawesberger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Well, right, right. I, I've listed I've listed two four three three teams down, other than CDM and left back. Actually, no, we could put Kraskin, um, and I'll put Haste in at left back. Right, so Smith, Johnson, Staunton, no Smith, Johnson, Hunt, Richards, Everton, record, Staunton, Worthington, Diaz, uh, Wakefield, Torre, Linton. Fisher, Linton or Fisher, then we could have Buse, Williams, uh, Bevan, if we, we're light on centre-backs, could um, Haste at left-back, Krask, Perry, Worthy'd have to play again because he's a machine and we haven't got any other centre midfielders, <laughs> um, Dawes, Pearson, Fisher, in there. Scrimshaw, Yeah, I, I'm. I don't like with your can't. options, is it? Yeah, I can't. It's, I can't disagree with you. I really can't. I don't know. But then some people thought we played four at the back yesterday. <laughs> so, what do we know? What do we know? Um, Will the questions other... cheer us up? No, probably not. But let's go for it anyway. <laughs> hey Gallagher, match of the Dave. Given the fan sentiment for Chris Hargreaves' departure, what are the actual alternatives? Could you explore some options? And please, could one of the options be patience with Chris Hargreaves and his team? That is yeah. definitely an option. That is definitely it? an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. In fact, that is probably the most likely option, <laughs> I would say. In fact, yeah. that is almost certainly the option that will be taken. And it, and, it, yeah. Mm. It I mean, be noted that we've drawn six, not lost six of our yeah. ten. So, I mean, excuse me, things could a, be a lot worse. They could. It's a fine line between draws turning into wins and draws turning into losses, though, isn't it? Very so, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we can start defending in moments when it's important and cling on to them. Mm. Um, but what, what was the what was the description of the uh, desire for? What was it? Desire for Chris Hargreaves to go. What was Given it, what the fan it? sentiment for Chris Hargreaves' departure, mm-hmm. uh, I'm did, not sure did, how much sentiment. I was going to say this is what uh, I was going to say. Are we are we mixing up social media with, with vocal fans? people on social media? Yeah. I think there's a. I think the. Um, uh, hang on a second. I think the irritation nice. amongst supporters. When I notice it the most is when we pick up the ball, it looks like we could go forward, and then we're like, oh, shit, we better kick it back. And we Mm. go back, then back to the goalkeeper. And that's just how that system kind of works. I think if you watched a load of top teams in the Premier League, they'd all be doing that. But National League, we just want to get it forward and do something. And I I think that will be what happened. That'll be where the real sort of sentiment starts. It's changing if people see that regularly because mm. under Darren Way, even under Darren Sarl at points when we were playing really badly, that was when you get the people in the Bartlett stand shouting, sort it out, Darren! And, <laughs> you know, Bloody rubbish! And all of that. And that's, you know, I don't think we've reached that point yet, but 
there was groans and grumbles when you know for the sort of fifth time in a bit you knock the ball back to your goalkeeper rather than trying to get it forward and I think a big I think a big part of that is Bevan was quite a forward thinking centre back and was quite happy to take the risk and Troy Johnson was quite happy to take the risk against Chesterfield whereas I think maybe Morgan Williams is a little bit more of a safer defender or would rather keep the ball and keep possession ticking over whereas I think it's kind of in those centre-back positions you want someone who's happy to take a risk maybe but we've not really answered the question here what are the alternatives I mean well I mean, they were on our one poll at the season, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jamie McAllister is now assistant manager to Lee Johnson at Hibs, isn't he? Hibs? Kilmarnock? Yeah. Kilmarnock. Hibs. Hibs. Yeah. Um, so. Don't think we're going to pay any sort of <laughs> compensation no. to take him out of there um, and, uh, if and that I, was a thing. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, that, that ship may have sailed, mightn't it? If, like, um, presumably, there'll be 40 to 50 applications from managers who've managed to cross. Can I offer a slightly potentially controversial one? Chris Please. Todd. Former first team manager at Eastleigh. Has done first team management. Chris Todd, as in our assistant manager. <laughs> yeah. He was manager at Eastleigh, was he? I think so, wasn't he? I think so, but I don't know when. But he has got first team management experience. There's Chris Hargreaves. You, you wouldn't have to um, pay him out of his job. <laughs> He's on the books anyway. Do, do you want me to chuck a curveball in? Mm-hmm. He was he was caretaker manager at Eastleigh in 2015. Man. Player manager 2015-16. And 2018-19, to 19, he was a manager at Gloucester City. And spent three years at Torquay. I'm just saying. You talk about us taking cheap, easy options. There you go. But he's a cheap, he's a, he's a cheap, easy option that has management experience, might have a different way of thinking, might have a different way of going about things, might have his own ideas, might have his own people. You know how we flipped a coin and we got Matty Gravosti in on half a second's notice. He's got a different level of contacts and stuff. I'm not saying that works, but what I'm saying is there's a different <laughs> way of there's a different way of thinking. I'm just just talk about talk about realistic options, and I think he would probably be one. Looks, no? like, okay. looks, looks, <laughs> like, looks like Gary Johnson might be going at Torquay. Should we do a swap? Third, the third coming of Gary Johnson. Swap him around. Yeah. I'll get some yeah. go there. He's a legend. Nothing wrong with that. No hard feelings to anybody. See you on Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Let's move on. <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, Andy Cleave. Hey. Careless. Yeah. <laughs> Content careless, you, are careless. you have added a hundred people. Content yeah. with Boreham Wood fans as well. Content with a point at home to Boreham Wood and not losing says it all. Are we as a club stagnating both on and off the field with this attitude? Looking ahead to October, six games, how many points slash wins would be acceptable with the pressure building on Chris Hargreaves? Minimum of three wins? Question mark. First point here, who exactly is content with that draw against Borenwood? Is anyone really content with it? I've, no, I'm not content with it. I'm not sure anyone is. No. We'd have taken a draw at Wilds, though, no? 
Yeah. This is this is this is the thing I can't understand, isn't it? Is that you're right. Nobody, I don't think anybody is content with it. But in reality, a draw at home to the team with a second best away record in the league. Our expectations yeah. have been like yeah. pulverized. Yeah. What we are versus <laughs> I don't what know. We want to be. What we want to be. I, I we're just treading water uh, and everyone else is getting better like teams when we when we came down from the football league all the teams that are in that league now other than you know talking aren't doing very well but Boreham would have overtaken us Solihull have overtaken us if they hadn't already there's you know, Wrexham have been one of the last games in that COVID season. We beat Wrexham 3-1. Obviously. 3 now 3-0. 3-0, was it? Yeah, absolute like mitigating factors, obviously, since then, with regards to what's happened there. But I don't know. There's just no progression. Mm. Nothing changes to everything changes. But how many points and wins are acceptable in October then? Well, I reckon out of all of those, you've got to be... We've got the Coates derby. Yeah. For Oldershot yeah. doing okay. No, they're oh. below us, aren't they? Oldershot. But they've won a few, but then they've... Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they haven't drawn a game yet. No. <laughs> Until they play us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I say you got to get... Yeah, three wins. Three wins in October. I don't know where they're coming. Because... I, I agree, and I also think we need to be in the FA Cup first round as well. Mm. I think if he not get, gets knocked out of the FA Cup, then you know finances will start being looked at, and we haven't got the cup run and guaranteed that. And you'll be you'll be tweaking budgets and things, and that's going to have a negative effect as well. So, yeah, minimum three wins. I think it's almost a case of three wins and probably no more than one, two defeats. Yeah. Solihull maybe being the defeat. Gonna say Solihull is 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 one, but then Woking beat them, didn't they? That's a yeah, great result yeah. for Woking. Yeah, you're so. absolutely right. This this season is bonkers in the National League. Yeah, we have to remember that. We have to remember this season is just upside down. So yeah, I would. <laughs> so where where are we? We're fifth. Yeah, we're fifth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Torquay are running away with the league. Um, I I I yeah, three wins, three wins from October and and the next round of the FA Cup. I think that's equally as important. Next question. Uh, Robin Bachelor. Though I don't think Hargreaves should be sacked yet, should we have a director of football or is that too expensive for this level? Even if Hargreaves was to go, I wouldn't trust Scott with finding his replacement. I don't think we can afford a director of football, can we? I have, I have said before, I've, and it's, it's very pie in the sky, but Nigel Atkins is down the road. Part-time role advisory type director of football league position man knows his stuff more than most around these levels is that not what marcus stewart could be is that not what we thought marcus stewart i know head of player development you know he's he's part-time obviously there's other stuff going on but he's you know he's got contacts experience he sort of we were quite <laughs> 
we were super optimistic about this setup. It felt like we had a proper yeah. setup for the first time. In, and arguably we do. We're obviously doing a lot more on the sports science side. All these things we're doing, <laughs> it feels like they should bear fruit, but not yet. Is that what Gary Johnson's going to do? <laughs> what? Director of football? Yeah. Or bear fruit? <laughs> Either, yeah. <laughs> so, what, what's Gary Johnson's record of grow, rearing raspberries? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't want to know that actually. But, yeah. um, but no, at, the, at the next Legends game, Dave. Yeah. There's your first question. <laughs> yeah, give me give, give me your soft fruit record, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Next question. Next question is. Uh, Daniel Harding, do the fans calling for Hargreaves to be sacked believe a better replacement would be sourced by our current ownership? Personally, think the wins will come if we stick at it. To uh, stick at it, last two weeks have seen us play some good football. Sorry to be positive. I don't know what he's doing, bringing all this positivity. I'm very dare you. <laughs> um, we don't mind a bit of positivity. We actively encourage it. Um, we need it. <laughs> We yeah. injected into our veins here. <laughs> it, it's a good question, isn't it? And a bit of an unknown question. Um, I don't know whether or not a better replacement could be sourced. I guess it depends who's who's in charge of Stratford Town at the moment. Um, <laughs> um, I I really hope you're right, Daniel, that the wins will come because we have. You know, I haven't seen of it, but people are telling me. Luke Gower told me yesterday. Um, Bend you up, <laughs> throw me up. So what, ben, 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 ben still thinks we're like 2011 Barcelona based on what he saw against Parne. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I hope you're right, Daniel. I really hope you're right because you know everything we've been told is that we've just been a bit unlucky. Except against York when we were just crap. Yeah, but we allowed one of them a season. <laughs> what about Eastley? Next question. <laughs> uh, London Green Dave, describe in detail the perfect burger. I'm sure if I wasn't that Korean chicken thing I just had. <laughs> Go on, Ben. This is one for you. What is a perfect burger? Oh, I mean, geez, uh, multiple stacks of meat. Um, let's. You need you need a good bun, brioche. Ideally, uh, you're looking at some sweet. Yeah, you're looking at a bit of greenery. So good. Good quality fresh iceberg lettuce, some red onion, uh, good quality beef patty. Um, Who's patty? Um, I'm not sure, um, <laughs> but she's got beef. And uh, <laughs> you're looking for slice of cheese, you're looking for bacon, um, quite a lot of bacon, more bacon the better. Not averse to some fried onions on top. Bit of chilli getting involved, maybe a wrap of lamb donner. Bacon, bacon and chilli. Why not? Say this is this, this brioche bun. It's too many combinations. It's got a lot of on its back. Hasn't I it? know. Well, there's so many things you can do with the burger because you can have, you could go down the chicken route and have a nice fried chicken katsu burger with again with bacon on top and you know coleslaws and things like that. There's so many different ways of going. There's more than one way of doing a perfect burger. <laughs> Dave, have you got a perfect burger? 
Uh, I'm just going to go for the Crabble Burger at uh, Dave Athletic, which was, which had many of the things that Ben mentioned there, but then uh, some of the things I don't think exist in Dover. Katsu chicken, I'm not sure they have that in Dover. They have bacon on. They had bacon, and no, then, bacon, then cheese, a couple of patties, flour bun, but yeah, no, there but it was, yeah, it was, uh, that was a good burger. Here's a, here's a challenge for you. I challenge anybody to name a meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, sweet or savory, that bacon cannot make better. Do you, know, do you, do you, remember, do you ever watch uh, Man vs. Food? Uh, yeah, the proper ones with Adam Richmond, not the... Uh, Adam Richmond, yeah. I, I, I didn't know there was another one, but Adam Richmond, he, he always used to have that phrase, didn't he? Everything's better with bacon. Correct. I, yeah. there, is, there is not a meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, sweet, savory, desserts, everything can be made better with bacon. Ice cream? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Get us can, some... can can our performances be made made better with bacon? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can we? Yeah. Can we just wrap um, like our centre forwards up in bacon and see what happens? Yeah, just just Little stick it up front. Call it Marcus Rashford. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Ah. <laughs> uh, I can't see any more. Twitter's being a bit of a scallywag. Um, okay. I cannot see anything else. Okay, right. Well, shall we call it there? And shall we say, let's speak again in the week? I'll be ready to go to South End. You guys can. I'm not. Oh yeah, Ben's not here. He's given up now. Not not here. Well, given up on Thursday anyway. I'm not. We'll have to. We'll have to hold auditions. Um, this is what you've done, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you've done. Look what you've done. You've given Ben away. Ah, oh, dear. Yeah. So we, so we sign off with um, noises. You can't make any words. can't use words. Just make a noise to summarise your feelings at the moment. Ben. <sighs> Ian. <laughs> and I'm going to go for... Oh. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot, goal! When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.